Hello, welcome to a Saturday edition of Augusta Lee Podcast with me, Bernard. On tonight's episode, Tony Khan comments on buying WWE. The possibility of AEW actually doing all women's pay-per-view. And WWE started massive fightings already. And much more to come on this podcast. The Raw recap is Mufasa Ali versus Shaw Sakala. This is the Raw recap, everyone. Let's start with Sakala. All right. Raw open like like Raw Raw open with the Usos and the and Solo Sakala into the ring. They talked a little trash before Judgment Day came out to respond to the claim they were retaining the tag title. A fight broke out. As expected, but as, as Solo was about to take a shot at Refly, Mufasa Ali came out of the fire in front of Turnbuckle to take him down. The match officially got started during the break, so we returned. Raw returned to see the street champion taken into the former to a fire standout. Kevin was making an appearance, fought Usos and Ringside, allowing for Ali to take his color down with a hoot turning as ET for a close two count. After avoiding a Vore 50 splash, the Cola hit a small spike for the win. KO came in and immediately took him out with a stutter. The pre-match segment was fine. Honestly, the pre-match segment was fine. The match was followed definitely more effective beginning crowd and might move for the rest of the night. There was a lot of mayhem. Mayhem was always good to make things a little fun. So what's your thought on that match? Um <laughs> it it was crazy actually. Um I, I I actually um I think he's um pretty beast in that match. Um especially for the the Usos and uh but uh it uh, it it's crazy in that match. Uh it's unpredictable in that match, uh I it's it's hard it's hard for me to describe it. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, um, the guy, um, is unbeatable, actually, um, um, I'm picturing him, um, to, to be the next big thing in WWE, and, uh, um, I'm, I'm watching him every week, um, um, I don't picture him doing, I'm picturing him winning, um, a championship in WWE, but, uh, but, um, I, I like how he wrestles, but, uh, but, um, I like, uh, but, uh, he's the most dominating guy. He's, he doesn't need, he doesn't need any help in the ring. Unlike certain people like Roman Reigns and, but I, I, but I said the same thing about Roman Reigns when he first came to the WWE and, and then look at him now, and he needs help, and uh, and you know who knows? Maybe later on, he may be doing the same thing, and so you know, anything's possible. So who knows? He he might be a big thing later on, but right now, I, I, I'm picturing him something big later on in the future. But he's he's he he just debuted in WWE couple of months ago so I, I i see bigger dinks so yeah yeah all right next match the street profits versus Cedric alexander Sheldon benjamin angelo dawkins Sheldon benjamin started for their teams the gold standard started actually beginning nailing for tennis forward where they need to knock him off the apron Cedric alexander alexander tagged in the heat dawkins corner but the big man was able to make a district task so before could take alexander with a, a huge crossbody mvp walked to the ringside the show was cutting to a break unfortunately second to late when he tried to interfere on alexander's behalf and he ended up making final sequence look awkward both of these teams are incredibly talented then no surprise they live a fantastic match with the crowd cheering at the best big of the spots MVP tried to talk to Xander Benjamin after it was over, but it seemed upset. So what's your thought on that match? Well, I was thinking about that one during I was watching that. Um what's the name? Um you know, MVP um is trying to they were trying to bring back, um, recreate the um the group again. 
and um, you know reform the with Bobby Lashley and uh, and uh, we and uh, you know Shelton Benjamin and uh, Cedric Alexander and uh, and 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 this time with Omas, but but I've been I've been hearing rumors about how he's they, they're gonna he's gonna screw the Central uh, Arizona and Shelton Benjamin and I'm helping um, they, they're gonna try to bring in um, um, the other team in the one who won um, I forgot the other team won <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, um. Uh. I forgot. Uh. The other team in, but I don't. I really. I. I really don't know how the WWE writers are doing. You know, WWE is doing a lot of changes. You know. Um. So it, I don't know. You know, I would just keep the originals, but Omas is the big thing. So I. I don't know how WWE is going to do. So. You know, WWE, Vince McMahon came back, and, you know, you know, everything has changed in WWE, so, how they're doing it, so, with the, with this tag team division, um, with this group, the, uh, you know, with this, with this group here, I, I gotta keep watching it, um, Slow. I gotta keep watching it, especially this Monday. <laughs> yeah. Raw, Raw, yeah, and also SmackDown, <laughs> NXT mostly Monday. Yeah, they they need more tag team and more groups. <laughs> it, it's really hard for me to keep. It's really hard for me to think about, especially what they trying to reform. That group was, you know, Bobby Lashley, um, uh, it, it reformed that form that that group, you know, he, he has to win the United States champion to become the most powerful. But I just can't see uh, Omas um, laying Bobby Lashley to be the leader. So it has someone has to be a leader, either Bobby Lashley or Omas. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, let's go for Omas versus Elias. Speaking of that, MVP Elias had a running backstage. Honestly, that led to MVP getting Elias booked in the match against the many claims that will win the men's Royal Rumble. Omas, the Nigerian giant, ran the corner over with ease and sent him out of the ring to recover. When Omas tried to follow, Elias pounced on him, ending up suckering him into running himself to the ring post. Smoother. When Elias tried to grab his guitar and use an MVP, Omas grabbed it, hit a headbutt, or smashed the guitar on the ground. And Elias hit a nailed three jumping knees for Omas grabbed him by the throat for his two-handed choke slam to get the win. This was honestly, to me, this was so unavailable, a deventable, but it wasn't that bad. They did what they had need to do. They really either make either guy look good. So what do you think as well? What do you think? Um they're they're making Elias look like shit. Um, they're making Elias look like a more like a jobber instead of making him look good. Um, he um, they make they bought him they made him co- make a comeback after being injured. Um, injured injured list, and they bought him back, and then his partner uh, is out of action. Besides his other partner, Randy Orton, and and he and, and his partner is out of action, and 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 now he's all by himself, Elias, and now they made him look like a jobber, and uh, and now he's in effect to go into the Royal Rumble, and we we all know what's going to happen. He's going to be tossed out. And, uh, and he he's he's right now in the worst spot right now in WWE. Um, 
instead of building his career up in WWE, they put him into a um, a jobber. Um, they took him and they decided we're going to build you. Uh, decided to be a free win for somebody else. Put uh, and that's not how they they should do. They should at least help his career up, not make him into a jobber. And some people may disagree with me on this. Yeah, that's pretty much true. So, all right, let's go to Alpha Academy versus Judgment Day. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, Danny Priest, Battle Chat Gable, always in a tag team match at the first match last week during their tag team tournament bout. Dom and Gable begin the match for the teams, but it, take, it didn't take long for young Mysterio to get frustrated attacking Priest to take over. This was honestly... It was a pretty standard tag match. Both teams got to do their thing, but Judgment Day got the upper hand more often than not. You know, this match has an individual spots that look good. The majority of what we saw was on the slow side. It didn't feel like either team had much energy to win. They were going to, from spot to spot, gave up okay. match one before Ripley distracted ref. So Priest could hit a chokeslam, Don made a cup for the win. So, what's your thoughts on this? Well, first off, the one thing, uh, there's a lot of couple of things. Number one, Dominic looked like a damn fool, uh, acting like a gangster. He's not because he ain't no prison gang. Um, number two, he, um, he used to get himself hurt acting like a, um, uh, we call it a gangbang prison because I see, because he, he, he acts like, oh, I did time. I did time. You don't understand. I, I, he dressed like a thug. He dressed like a, one of those uh, drug lords, uh, gangs and in the prison. And some people been in prison. And, and, and no, I've never been in there. But I've I seen people um, probably probably don't like what they see. But, you know, Dominic um, probably don't understand, but in wrestling, but but in WWE don't understand, but Dominic is putting himself risk on there. But he, Dominic's character is very dangerous, it is that he looks like a K-Dog character, but it's, it's, he's not K-Dog, but... He's like it's saying, "I'm a prison. Prison changed me." Character. It's it's very insulting, actually. And you know, he needs to be very careful what he says on television. He, he all that stuff. And uh, and I've been reading some comments on the internet, and some people don't like what what he says, how he dressed. Some people think he dressed like a clown. With that mask on his face. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, honestly. All right. Anyway, here's the EO Sky now versus Mia Yim. EO Sky was a single action this week. She battled the OC's Mia Yim. There's set up AJ Styles and the Good Brothers, who was Candice LeRae, who was on her side side. Bad to control early on, begin running Yim from the corner of the corner, and she put the damage that. The HBIC began to make a comeback, had a nice German super, a quick stretch for the Kodakai, all the cost there in the match. Lorraine <laughs> took Kaidev, so Sky took her out with a baseball slide. Yim took advantage and ended up scoring the win, but Kai immediately jumped on top of her. The Poison Pixie helped Yim clear the ring on the damage control to end the segment. This was fine, but honestly, you could tell they weren't trying to make this the best match of the night. What's your thought on this match? It was an excellent, excellent match on Monday Night Raw. I think uh, other matches were um, boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty boring, yeah. Sounds like, sound like you're being bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, we got the Brock to be versus Akira Tazawa, Alexa Bliss, Bobby Blair, 
had a quick segment that led to a fight where Kurosawa and Bronson squared off in the Squingles match. To predictably, this was basically a squash match. Kurosawa had a certain chance against Reed on a normal date, let alone when he was getting a normal return push. Besides a few minutes from the former Tour of Live regular, Reed was able to secure the win with a huge splash. So, what's your thoughts on this match, the squash match? Boring. Yeah, pretty much. Well, basically, Alessa Bliss and Baka Blair had a quick segment that I was going to lead to, anyway. Well, what would we lead to? What would we lead to between Bliss and Baka Blair, Blair from that segment? Oh, boy. It was... It was uh, it was pretty okay, but it's it it needs improvement actually. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it needs to improve. Mm-hmm. A lot needs needs to be improved. <laughs> yeah, a lot needs to improve. There have been. Raw's main event, the elimination match. The main event of the night was honestly the six man elimination match with a shot at the United States Championship. And this was for next week during the 30th anniversary show. Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler were all vibing for the opportunity to challenge Austin Theory. Oh, yeah, this my um, yeah, yes, who came out to watch the outside. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the Miz ended up being the first man out after Rollins hit him to stomp. Balor and Corbin worked together for a little while taking on Ziggler. Rollins, while Lashley was recovering on the outside. The matches out there had a lot of movie powers. Don't Damn, sound like you're tired. <laughs> yeah, don't really follow familiar patterns, so they much harder to judge than singles about. The crowd seemed to be into the action. The wrestlers were working their butts off, and so seemed to be a successful main event. Ziggler was the second man who found out to be eliminated, and he was followed by Balor and Corbin. Just like Rollins and Lashley, the final two men fighting over a chance to challenge for the belt both men held last year. All Miles came out no head through Rollins over the last table. Lashley seemed confused to see All Miles and MVP at ringside. Theory ended up knocking him out down with the U.S. title. Rollins took out All Miles and Theory before Lashley nailed him with a spear for the win. Now, so what's your thoughts on this main event matchup? It was an excellent match during that match. It was also shocked, but it was also extreme. That was a excellent matchup. And when Bobby Lashley won that, it was extreme, but not that extreme, but it was a little crazy main event. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, the okay main event. Alright, let's go to the Dynamite recap. Let's start the match. Start the show with the all Atlantic Championship match. Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. There are distractors on the comedic side of the character, but Orange Cassidy once again honestly proved that at the top of Wednesday's show because a very good match against the wrestlers of all styles. Backgrounds experience and he defended the all Atlantic Championship against Jay Lethal. Sign up saying Jeff Jarrett, Sean and Dud were barred for ringside with the threat of the ladder being fired from the company that did not heed the ruling from Tony Khan. They did not stop them from buying tickets, only fun to reveal that their best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, actually had those seats. Cassidy from underneath typically does firing on Flurry, offense, offense late as he sought to beat the challenge challenger. He evaded a pitfall of the lethal ejection, scored an orange punch. Moments after John Hansen broke the attempted interference with heels and earned the victory. It was a good, entertaining match with a ton of effort for both competitors. Lito and Cassidy have done this dance before, and their chemistry one another remains strong. This was a perfect place for a heel faction rather than a heel higher profile feud with Allen and staying in his shows. Fans are more well to accept Jared and Co. in this spot, and it worked well with Babyface's point. Who knows if you will carry on beyond tonight? But, uh, honestly, uh, we're not worse options for all involved. So, what's your thoughts on this matchup? I think the match was a, a little awesome. 
it was a little awesome and it, it's not bad, but it's, it was a little awesome. <laughs> it's um, I was uh, I was I was I was rooting for Jay Leto a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Yeah. I was a Jay Leto fan a little bit, so I I like Jay Leto. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we got the Young Bucks now versus Top Flight. The moment the Young Bucks versus Top Flight appeared on the lineup for Wednesday's show, there was every reason to be relieved the show couldn't be stolen from the wherever position the card match found itself. Two bouts in, and they appeared to be a case case in a while, and Janet countered they saw the Bucks establish dominance until the hot tag Darius Martin and brother Dante started to spark the comeback. Matt and Nick Johnson halted momentum layoff a few occasions to a cooner double split kick to a springboarding Dante, but it was Darius who scored a roller on the former for the pinball victory. Top five and red hot thanks to their win in Trio Scotland over the holiday. The series of matches with the Blackpool Combat Club, and this win will only continuing their minus role. The story of the Bucks still felt the effects of their ladder match from last week. Well, it's portrayed here. It will be interesting how long that lingers. So, what's your thoughts on this tag team match in the Young Bucks? Oh, okay. That is got to be the most shocker match of the night Yes, that's, uh, yesterday. Uh, that match was shocker. I was stunned. Um, I gotta say, uh, um, I couldn't believe it that match. Um, they, I, I wasn't expecting them to win. Um, uh, they kicked them in their neo leg and they scored a pen off of that. And, uh, and, uh, I, I, I personally, that, that's gotta be the, the match of the year for now. Uh, but, uh, or you could call it match of the of the month for now, I believe. And uh but I think that's probably one of my favorite match for right now in ADW. Besides the besides the best out of the seven series, but but uh but yeah, that has gotta be one of one of the best tag match was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's, let's go to, all right. The Acclaim is this segment. The Acclaim interrupts the promo from the guns, leading to a brief brawl when that was broken up by Billy Gunn. He was fed up with this thing between the old, between them, so old daddy asked them and demanded family therapy next week. What's your thoughts on that segment? I think that segment is so stupid. When he, when they said that, a therapy in wrestling, I think they should r- fight it out right in wrestling, like no who's extreme, like no who's barred. I said screw screw a therapist. The only therapist they should handle is fight, wrestle, fight, fight. I think Billy Gunn is the last person to say that about therapists. Yeah. All right. In another backstage, Hanging Page told Renee Parkett that he had made fences to made bend, but he kept it relatively vague. He had Parkett to tell John Moxley something after that match last week, but hesitated and brushed it off from there. So, what's your thought on this on this interview with Hanging Page and Renee Parkett? Um, John Moxley. Um, John Moxley. Um, I, I hope he's all right. And, uh, and I wish he get better when, and I hope he comes back and, uh, and compete and, uh, cause he's one of the best wrestlers in ADW and, uh, and I hope he get well and, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll see him in, in a couple of weeks in, uh, in wrestling. It's, uh, it's no it's no joke, and uh, and uh, it's a serious matter. And uh, you get you go you will get hurt in wrestling. And uh, some people think, oh, wrestling's fake, but it's not fake. And uh, so it's not. 
Yeah, it's not fake. It's sometimes real, sometimes... Yeah, it's basically real. Yeah. Sometimes. He got hurt really bad, so... He needs to... He's healing up, so... Yeah. Right, back in the arena, Ricky Starks continues his Boston rivalry with Jericho Precious Society by his one-up match with his Jake Hager. Despite being distantly outnumbered, the odds totally against him. Starks toward a win to continue his frustration at JSS. Starks is red high as every bit of his recent push. He has lived up to expectations of the manager and the fans. His first match has been JF in December. Since then, hanging with Jericho and cronies in a promo and a ring action. Hanger is always interesting to work and watch because one is never quite sure which guy they're going to get. He's there to live the challenge, deliver the strength promo performance that was beyond purple hats. It is always sunny in Philadelphia. References. A Starks vs. Jericho rematch is obviously the end game. One can hope two things happen. Starks go over and the program does not run too long. So, what's your thoughts on that matchup? Well, well, it was pretty good in the match. Um, facing, um, well, we know as Jack Swagger, but, uh, but, uh, but for him to face, um, uh, face another opponent on Rampage, um, uh, I'm, Chris Jericho is scared to face him, but, um, but the match yesterday is excellent and pretty good, but, uh, I'm, 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 I am afraid. I am ready to see his next opponent tomorrow, but also I'm also ready for his next opponent on Wednesday. But I can't wait for him to face Chris Jericho because when he faced Chris Jericho, it is like beating a, a a main eventer. But Chris Jericho is like the legend in wrestling, and. Uh, and Chris Jericho knows that if you beat Chris Jericho, it's like one step closer of becoming a number one contender for a world championship in ADW. And that's what it's going to be like. And I can't wait for those two to meet up on the next pay-per-view in March. Yeah, pretty. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next match. Brian Danton versus Brandino. Backstage, Jericho issued a challenge for Ricky Stark for the tag team match next week. If Daniel Garcia beats Action Andrade Friday, next on Brand Page, he will be teamed with Ocho Arise and Sammy Guevara. So, what do you, what's your, like, everyone, you know that. Like, what's your thoughts on that backstage segment with Jericho after the with Jericho, Starks, Andrade, Garcia, and Ocho thing? Well, <laughs> Garcia, um, Sarkia, uh thinks that he could beat, um, he could win the match on Rampage. Um, then he, he he's trying to impress Chris Jericho. So, um, if he doesn't win, then he's in trouble. But if, but if he doesn't win, then I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either. All right, in the arena, Brian Danson continues quest for a shot at MJS AW World Championship by battling former Ring of Honor World Champion Bandino. It was every bit as good as you expected. Bandita's countering Danielson's tension expertise with power brand based offense. There was occasions they appeared that all the mass of Federer may have said the American Dragon. Danielson is everything thrown into a late 21 plex and rock Bandita with a shirt on knee for the win. The fans and friends were totally behind Bandita, proving the connection he made with the audience by mass Asha Ariel athleticism. Strength. He has any look, any more unique ring style. Crowds have flocked to him thus far. The Louis Bang, like his one dancer for the week, hang with the best lesson for the world, but help with that. So, honestly, the dance and Jay Furman's a little bit solid, so one lid threatening to reach the mass monster attention. Ring nice to see the situation of his finds in the coming weeks. 
Andrea kind of throws my promo. I say he's at once in a speckle, throw back to Aston. Fans are the last heel running in WWE. You may think you're the dragon, might the dragon is aimed at the mouse behind the mask. And Jeff Warren. So, what's your thoughts on that match? And yeah, what's your thoughts on that match? It was um, it was excellent in that match. It was the hardest match that Brian Danielson ever had, and the greatest challenge he ever had. And it, he was struggling in that match. And uh, it was called competition. And uh, and and I can't wait for next week <laughs> when he faced the next challenge. When he faced um, Brian Cage. Yeah, Brian Cage. That's gonna be even hard. Yeah, and what's your what's your thoughts on the pro we cut about being about fickle and throw back the dances complaints about fans during the last year running WWE, and ended with you may think you're a dragon, but not every dragon is any match for a monster behind the mask. So, what's your thoughts on that promo? I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know any idea what that means. I, I'm trying to figure that out myself. Well, anyway, backstage, as, as we said before, AJ offered Brian Cage a payoff ahead of next week's machine match against Brian Danson next week. He's basically telling, he's telling Brian Cage to break Danson's arm. So what's your thoughts on that like, backstage tiny spit? Uh... I uh, have no clue. <laughs> uh, no clue. Well, it's basically that Brian Cage is going to try to break Danielson's arm. That's what I see. But anyway, th- back to the women's match. During the pre-match video package, Soraya Storm insulted the homegirl AW women. Drawing Irish Shayna was standing right beside them. So basically, Saria Stern insulted the grown women, the AEW grown women, like the homegrown women AEW. Like, they drew the Iris Sheeta, and I see Sheeta turning on them. So there's no heel turn for Sheeta. Like, she joins the originals against the, the outsiders. Do you agree? I, 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 I saw it. I saw it. I, do, I disagree with that thing yesterday. I uh, I saw that yesterday. Uh, they uh, she those two turn heel. They turn heel, and uh, the other one's outside the ring. It was like totally shocked. Turn, turn heel. It was a. Uh, I was shocked as hell. Like when they who came up with that idea? <laughs> turn heel. Like okay, she just became back as active wrestler. And she's already heel already, like. Saria yeah. demanded she to stay backstage for Fencilization the last week. The former world women's championship after they cost her friends in a tag team matchup. So that makes sense. So they're still upset that she never cost her the tag match last week. Well, that's a given, right? Bernard. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Yeah, I'm hearing you. I'm just responding to you. Uh, I, I Yeah, they turned heel yesterday. Uh, and yeah, I saw the whole world and uh, they turned heel. And uh, I, I, was, I, I was stunned. I don't... Know who came up with the idea? Why would they make those two heal? And uh, and uh, I don't know why W uh, ADW uh, Tony Khan or somebody. I, I know Tony Khan came up with the idea, but it, it, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, came up. She just returned from an injury uh, back in November, and then already making her heal. Like, and then it's like okay. And I, I would have just wait and then then turn heel, but no, they had to make her heel. I, it, it sounds weird, like, and I know a lot of people 
were saying on, on my phone telling me like same thing. Alright, let's talk about the matchup anyway. Story control the matchup <laughs> on the commercial break. But Nightingale mounted a comeback, appeared to have victory at hand, though Soraya jumped on the apron to provide distraction. Story capitalized, grabbed the tights, and scored the win. The post-match beatdown sparkle is saved by Ruby Soho, all while Hikarshida watched from the entrance ramp. I sure wanted to make a Soraya and Story's actions. So, yeah, there's a lot a lot to unpack here. So let's hear this. Apparently, the battle is right now in my book that between AW Originals and WWE Exports are being drawn. So there's something clearly mentioned by Sarah in the pre-match video package. So honestly, considering the fans' love for Jamie Hayden and the passion make work for Dr. Britt Baker and VND did ahead of her match with Saria and Phil Gear, it's probably for the best to make this turn now. With that said, so why so roughly? Like, yes, Saria saw Rolluri Bayfaces last week with little new indication of major change or attitude or character on the horizon. This week, they were heels from the get-go, attacking Nightingale in the moment of flies and face everything around about seven days ago. Honestly, in the end of the day, it was the right call. The booking decision by Tony Khan to make this change from the fans demanded. They were way, they were way, new way to get through uh, the air without this up and change things without warning. Of course, the idea of Baker and Hayden turning both baby faces could be an assumption. This call be to introduce Soho and Nightingale into the equation while establishing them as undisputed baby faces. While Sheila also involved, could promotion be looking towards the women's trio titles if they had enough talent, talent to do so? There are more questions to answer the women's division, which is a refreshing change of pace. So, what's your thoughts on the match? And do you agree with what I said about the IDW Home Women Grown versus the Originals? Like the home women grown versus the WB exports. Um, I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. I, I was a little confused on that one. I was listening to what you just said. I'm like, um, I I I don't watch that wrestling show right there. I had to look that up and watch that. Uh, that's true. I suspect that. There's, there's, there's a lot of wrestling shows I don't get. Alright, here comes the Diamond Main Event, the TNT Championship, Darby Allen versus Kushida, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Star. Kushida answered Darby Allen's TNT Championship and challenged in the main event of, rest of Wednesday's show. <clears throat> he nearly took the title off of Allen two weeks after the emotional Homecoming win for the face painted anti hero AEW by targeting the arm and rookie Torres' arm bar overboard lock finishers. Allen proved to be a gutsy, resilient competitor has been since the evidence the company fought through the pain, caused a veteran opponent through the last supper roll up for the victory. It was seen to see his position as the main event to speak with Dancing and Bandito was right there. But kudos to Tony Khan continuing to shine light on young star, and his team has been adamant on pushing on the breakout star from the beginning. It's something like the car crash saw Allen others do not do, but there's no denying that over with the audience and for the very current consistency from day one of the company. This was a really good matchup main event and I had them. The right guy went over with Tony Khan and Cole attempt to rebuild the credibility of TNT Championship and has been hurt by consistent child changes the last year. So that was dynamite. The main. What's your thoughts on the main event? The main event was not bad. It, it, it was a, a not bad. Um, some main events of ADW, it's okay, but it and, and also excellent. But uh, it, it, it's 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 okay. But this week was a little. Pretty decent, but uh, it's it, it needs a little work, a little bit. ADW, a little bit. It's I didn't like. I didn't. I, I, it's a little okay this week. All right. I, I'm gonna probably tune in next week and see what it is. Is ADW is not perfect, so um, it's not perfect. So so, so Tony Khan can. Is making us sound like they're always perfect. Yeah, 
because he keeps bragging a lot, saying, oh, my company is perfect. So, and I've been watching their company since day one. And they're, they're, his company is, is is not perfect, so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was pretty much the main event. So, so how, what's your thoughts on Dynamite this week? Was it okay? Um, Dominite uh, this week is... That's is, a Dynamite, but it's okay. Oh, well, I, I like to call it ADW. Uh, show. Um, he has the ADW has two shows. So, um, the part one show, their shows on on TBS, um, is for this week is is okay. I give it a four stars for this week. Um, uh, I have to tune in tomorrow night to watch it at ten. On Rampage, I haven't seen Rampage yet, so. Okay. All right, let's let's talk about the Royal Rumbles. So basically, the Royal Rumble, who's gonna win? They've been hearing rumors that the Rock's gonna win the Rumble to face Roman. No, <laughs> okay. Um, that's the tricky part about that one. Um. Dwayne The Rock Johnson hasn't competed in years. Um, There has been so many rumors of The Rock so many years. Um, He he has not um, competed in years since Roman Reigns um, became champion or, you know, became, got into the WWE. And um, he he said that he does not want to interfere with Roman Reigns' time, and you know in WWE or and since his daughter's in NXT, but speakingly Roman Reigns. Now Roman Reigns came to is now the world champion. Um, he's been since he's been going after the world title. Um, headlining WrestleMania after WrestleMania, Roman The Rock stepped aside, and since Roman Reigns became the number one guy, Roman The Rock or Dwayne Johnson stepped aside, and I know John Cena did the same thing actually, and um, Roman Reigns became. The number one guy, and 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 that's the the sad part. Of it is is that no one hasn't filled in the shoes for Roman Reigns, besides Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley, and so far no one hasn't filled in for Roman Reigns yet. And I haven't seen anybody. That's why. That's why Roman Reigns is still champion, and because no one hasn't taken the stripe of the title, because no one could take the belt off of him, because there's nobody could do full time of the championship as Roman Reigns can. Roman Reigns is like is a champion, and because no one could do it as Roman Reigns can, and. Um, that's why they're letting him keep the belt. Yeah. Um, I think Bobby Lashley could, but they're just being, they don't want someone like him, I guess. All right. Do you think Cody's going to win the Rumble? Yes. Cody Rhodes, yes. Why do you think Cody will win? Because of his father's name. Yeah, he also wanted to win the WWE Champion himself to honor his father's name. Oh. He's going to win because they're treating him. He's going to win. I know he has a passion 
but he is going to win. That's all I got to say. He's going to win for himself also. He's also, Triple H did the same thing for himself also. He got injured, and then he came back, and he won the Royal Rumble in 2002. Yeah, let's see. Mm-hmm. So next week, so the mon- this Monday is gonna be the Raw 30th anniversary. So we got people from the the past, like we're gonna see Gangrel, Rikishi. We're go- definitely gonna see Rikishi. Some moves coming to the Simone Bloodline segment. Do you think Gang- Gangrel's gonna come back? Like any more attitude stars are coming to the 30th anniversary? Edge. Edge, so we can't bring Christian unless AW wants to willing to let him allow him. So Billy Gunn's out. I don't, I don't see anybody that big because because I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not expecting anybody big. They're, if they're going to be same people that's under contract with WWE. But, yeah. yeah, honestly, yeah, but- yeah. There's a lot of people's with ADW, or or they decided not to come because they're scared because uh, WWE is selling the company, or they're just waiting until WrestleMania hmm. or the Royal Rumble. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not 30 minutes. So basically, the 30th anniversary is pretty good. Like, we don't know anyone's going to come because of the, some of the is going to be sold. We all know either The Rock or Cody are going to win the Royal Rumble. That's pretty much headed there. You hit it that way if you think about it. So. Now we we get to Rampage SmackDown. I mean, the dog will be fine, Bernard. Alright, Bernard will be here next week. The dog will be fine. He has one leg, so everything will be okay. Alright, the SmackDown recap. Banger Bros, McIntyre, Shannon's defeat, Viker Ratings. Outside this match was getting away. We had Michael Cole paying respects to Jay Briscoe and his family. Then Cole referred to the Briscoe Brothers as one of the wrestling greatest tag teams. This was actually, honestly, this physical as shit on paper. The Viking Raiders are great hands. Chance Drew McIntyre made an awesome tag team. I honestly like Sarah Logan much more than Barefoot of Valhalla and her previous incarnation. Also, I feel I feel like WWE split Rod's not on title so they get one pair to turn it on Sunday and the other theater banger bros at TR. So, or we got. Firefly Funhouse returns. Eli defeating Ren Jones. Eli continues to be put. Eli the pig to slaughter. Knight picked up a victory or an enhancement talent before WWE group to the Firefly Funhouse return. Then we have the Rabbit and Rabbit compared to Eli Knight to the Miz. He's like the Miz with muscles. The Knight is just the latest wrestler to be compared to the Miz along with Grayson Waller and JF. This is influence on this business is undeniable. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was great seeing Bray Wyatt back in the Firefly Funhouse. See him in his old red sweater, maybe maybe realize how much white he's gotten since the last time we saw him. So yeah, that was pretty much true. the Firefly fun segment something. Bray Wyatt. LA Knight, Ray Rumble, Pink Dark. Anyway. 
Hit Row defeated versus Los Lagos. The match lasted long enough for Michael Cole to once again remind everybody that Top Dallas slipped while trying to do a dive. It's going to take a Herculean effect for a Top Dallas to overcome the botch of WWE. Hit Row's victory is an encouraging sign, but I don't think they see them advancing past the second round where they had to take on the Banger Bros. Charlotte Flair confronts Sonya Deville. Charlotte's new theme song sucks. Yeah. Sonya Deville and Steve Master Heap were taking a cheap shot at Charlotte for running off. He's the WWE going with Sonya Deville versus Charlotte Flair for the Royal Rumble, which is coming up for Sonya as they disappeared from television for months. Yeah, this is a well set up match. No pay, no build, so why why bother? I don't give a fuck. The pair to be at the problem boots. Rich Holland looked more like young Brock Lesnar throughout this match. Michael Cole repeatedly announced the attendance of 14,239 in Detroit. Let's say text for Beck the Dipper. Rich fell off the apron to impress him looking great bust for Giovanni Vinci. I was looking, actually looking forward to the possibility of the Brawling Boots versus the Banger Bros. But Imperial's 2% level tax is less than advanced. Legal Death Contestant defeated the Maximum Male Models. Karen Cross has best cover the day prior to this match. Hopefully, he keeps his momentum going between Mysterio. Anyway, Karen Cross, uh, Legal Death Contestant was immediately established as a favorite at the Maximum Male Models. The entrance. The parents' his taxi turns to the NFL playoffs on Fox's right touch. Makes his booty shirts are certainly a choice. There's nothing more to showcase but Leo Bell contest and double team attack. Mostly, yeah. Lego Death Phantasm advances. Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns contract signing. The fans popped huge with Roman Reigns, fist popped Sami Zayn for slamming him early in the night. Both Reigns, Zayn and Reigns, once again, depends on their roles. Heyman convinced Reigns to warm up to Sami Zayn, but Reigns teams kicking Zayn out. Reigns cutting off the phone about how he's wrong. He gave the wise man to rein him in. And Zayn was icy on the king as he continues to learn from Roman's approval. WWE gave Kevin with everything that he promised the Usos and laid Reigns out with a stunner and a pop-up powerbomb. Yeah, that closed out SmackDown with a contract signing. Kevin Owens going old, getting the beating on the, the bloodline. Roman still retained the belt. He's going over. Roman still retained the belt. And who's the fuck's going to face at WrestleMania if he, if he loses? Who's going to face? Kevin Owens is done. He's, he's nothing but fault to run. It's mostly Zayn Owens versus the Usos for the tag belts at WrestleMania, honestly. That's most likely happening. Hoping for that. We might have a Zayn Mania moment going on with winning the WWE Champ. I don't know. Reigns, WWE, this is they are no the Rock's not gonna be here. It's been hit. Rock's not gonna be here on Monday on the 30th anniversary. It ain't happening. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Uh all right. Honestly, SmackDown was okay. They they close out great, but I don't know. It's it's still botchy, choppy at best. Uh, okay. Rampage recap. Let's go to the recap of Rampage. Let's start with Ethan Page versus Jack Perry. As soon as Jungle Boy got to the ring, Page tried to get up to the Eagle, Eagle's edge, but Jack Perry wriggled free to avoid the impact. So the halfway by the party about how were a ringside. But Hardy's the present seeds and all ego more than it helps at times. Well, Jungle Boy usually looks at a brisk pace, but it was a little surprise to him that Page takes more than a dog approach this one. It was a slow, it was a passing passing either. It was in between. Perry was a fighting as an underdog, usual though, so I'll tell Davis control most of the time. He decides the power to dominate most of the action while JD did his best to sell his move. Took made appearance, ain't up most most one who affected the outcome. Once Paige had to grab Hardy's ponytail and leg break, sorry, the pain. Hardy slapped his hand away, Perry was able to roll over with a pin in the win. Paige challenged Jungle Hook to face him and Hardy on Dynamite in tag match. Perry Hook seen up to the challenge. This was song open up a rampage, not too outrageous. Certainly fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rampage, that match is okay. 
We're gonna have broken Matt Hardy anyway. So Brian Cage versus Willie Mack. It started with we got Ortiz, Eddie Kingston, Eddie have had a confrontation. The Razor ended Eddie with Kingston hitting that one hand with a chair twice before leaving. Yeah, so it's like Kingston and Ortiz are going some shit going on. So we're gonna see Hernandez or or a little guy making some return. So either way. We got Mac coming out the first big battle cage. The two just met on darknesses, so it was a rematch between two big monsters. Mac used some of his deceptive speed to take the control early, but Cage used some of his deceptive agility to carry some of his moves. These two powerhouses make sure to show up their other attributes. This is highly entertaining content between two big men who had to make most out of their moves. There was little to no race to march with them. Max about a few big moves. Cage finished him off with his own version of Falcon Arrow for the win. Both watching both matches, these guys have been rampage here or worth your time. Honestly. That was a great match, both of them. So yeah. Jay Cargill, Leah Gray versus Vanity Sisters, Jada, George Vanity made their AWT debut against Cargill. Great this week. Great starting the match that she had a competitive change. When Cargill came in, she dominated and took your power. It was a simple match. It was accomplished. It was more squash. Which is more than I can say for uh, Cargill's boss. The TBS championship tied back into as you can get the one to get the pin. They sent for a record of 49.50. 49 now. So, you don't know if they build towards like 50 and 50 for Jade. Would it happen? So, yeah. Most likely you get she gained a 50th victory. Mm-hmm. It's happening. So, all right. Daniel Garcia versus Atcha Andrade. The final match of the night was Andrade taking on Roger Garcia. Red Dead charged Drader to Andrade in the right corner, attacked before he was able to remove the vest. After he recovered from Garcia's Michigan salvo, Andrade was able to make a comeback, control the pace. For a bit, he put a test on display as a high five move that caused nice to his high dive. Fun, fun, and I'm going to the base So, all in all, Rampage was a great night. So, we're going to have Andrade and Mickey Starks next week against Jericho Guevara. So, I don't know that match, but pretty much. So, Rampage was, in retrospect, great show. It's great. It was a good show. It was cool. So, yeah. That was Rampage. That was basically Smacked Out and Rampage recaps. I'm ready for the news. Let's get to the news. Alright. Triple H holds another town meeting ahead of Ron Sheraton and Silicon Control. Basically, you have the same meeting as Smacked Out week before where he talks about the, the stars that he's still in control. It's basically like that because the Vince is coming back to power. That's basically the news is about. So, but this time, Fightful saw that Devin Dunn was giving the speech. So, we don't know if Triple H, Vince May has come back to Kratos. That's a thought, because think about this. Vince might come back to Kratos. That's nothing Triple H can do. So, the, the speech was to, to make them to believe that Vince is, a, Vince is not going to go back to Kratos. But, but it's, it's there. You don't see it. It's there. That's nothing Triple H could do. So let's be thankful that that Vince does not go back in power. Triple H stays great and creative. If not, WWE's fucked. Unless they sold to Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, well, wait. Anyway. All right, Matt Canales talks about AW has the talent to all with the show. It's basically, Maria Canales, like, she talks about you know, the show. That AW could do all with the show. They can, they could. AW has enough talent to do all with the show. They do have potential. But they need to be practical, she said. Basically, they want AW to be practical. It's about perspective of bandwidth. Like content. Yeah, I have content. The growth of AW Women's Division. You have to figure out how you're going to be able. And stuff, and she can do other girls. 
Then she talked about the cost of AW's building decision. Then she talked about building a women's division, variety of all women's division, from Jay to maybe even Brit has on the Indies. She talked about not starting with the Bucks, not many accomplishments. Building these new towns are going to be hard, but they, she said they're going to try, like, just, they in a bigger scale. You have to look at, like, the building with three years. They talked about three years. Honestly, talking about Tony Khan for a bit, as he said, Khan kind of more of a genius and sense of patience of building it. So basically, they are going to build an all women's show, but it's going to be patient. It has to be patient. It takes time and patience. I right? hard work and patience. So that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, any women's submission looking for the trajectory of the moment, great trajectory, my book. So yeah, it'll continue to shine. Twenty twenty three continues. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Tony. Let's talk about Tony Clark comments on rumors of him buying and not buying WWE. It reveals an interesting process. So the news is about like 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 Tony Khan and Shaq Khan being interested in buying WWE. It's a rumor. They start like a sort of rumor. Tony Khan is interested. Shaq Khan. The Khan is interested. Tony Khan likes to mix things up, and yeah, he might think about it, but he might surprise you with the news and influence, and like, you know, the Khan family, you know, yeah, I don't know, so yeah, yeah, honestly, I don't know, the Khan family not by WWE, we'll know, so let's play along with it. All right, let's go to another news. WWE's Vice President of Communications, Adam Hawkins, leave the office after 25 years of service. Yeah, another one of Vince's cuts. He was fired. Out. Yeah, basically, Vince is making cuts. He's using power. He's an egomaniac. He's old. He's a sex pass. Whatever. It's, it's, not, it's old news. I feel bad for Adam. I hope he has a new job. But anyway, well, the office will get cut as well, so we don't know who's getting cut. So, well, Fightful did utter that there may be more cuts, so you may not know. So be prepared. All right? Yeah. All right, Jigar Girl talks about CF Puppy and a great guy. Very nice to the way of your women. Jigar Girl believes that CF Puppy is a great guy. They talk about that. Like, like basically, she was speaking to Boulay Kevin. She's she said about the advice the pump gave her how to erase your glue stating. Like, like, it's about talking to the business, working your way up, be familiar with the Indies and stuff. Like, see if I give you Jake our advice about the Indies, wrestling, culture, you know. They did have to develop more of a friendship. They ran the interviews around. Like, I don't know, like, her opinion about the whole situation, Sadie, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, it is true that you did get a lot of Starbucks cards, so we don't know. So we don't know. Either Plus still is up in the air after the whole shit, so I hope everything's cleared up. Plus comes back and uh, I don't know. Something weird. Stephanie Vanilla departed WWE last week and made corporate changes. So, earliest week, they reported that Collins was departed. Now we have the post that Stephanie Vanilla exited the company. She was the VP of communication with WWE. Remember, she, she was in the company for 2014, 2019. She returned in 2021. So, basically, there was a report regarding Hawkins' exit. No, there were no further details about what Fightful said. We don't know the details. This drama might stem from Miss McMahon's return, so we don't know. It's what it is. It is what it is. Um. Right. We also have reportedly there's now reports of no talks that will be released to CM Punk as of late. This from WON apparently like. They 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 played a key punk. He's on ice because of his injury. But did Tony Khan? Yeah, he did say they want to keep punk. They want to put this for good. I hope they do. This is ridiculous. 
And, you know, and then, all right, here's the numbers. The Rock reportedly had doubts about being able to get in shape WrestleMania match versus Roman Reigns. So it started out with Rock's status was unknown, but now Rock would not wrestle with WrestleMania. I don't know what the merchandise, they might sell it, but he is not wrestling in WrestleMania. That shit ain't happening. So we don't know. Yeah, the Rock's not going to be doing WrestleMania. I'll see him appear at the Royal Rumble. So WWE needs to come up with something for the opponent to face the WrestleMania. They have to lose one of the titles because this is getting ridiculous. Two man titles did not work. Honestly, I don't know the fuck how Roman pulled this off. Like, seriously, I don't know. Yeah, hey, I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, yeah, really? Like, WWE, are they playing? Are they going to have Cody win the WWE Championship? Would they have Sammy win the title? I know Roman would not drop the Universal Champion. Either he drops the WWE Champion. Stripped him in the WWE chat or lose it to Cody or Sami Zayn. So, either way, we don't know. And I say, yeah, okay, that was the podcast. Me and Bernard will come back next Saturday, next week. But, and this time, Bernard will come back by next week. Everything will be better. We'll be on a regular schedule. I'm sorry that you went at night. Bernard had to come had to come to the hot come back from the hospital. He's sick with his dog, so what it is. So see y'all next Saturday. Bye. And Bernard said thank you.